1: It's the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night. About it. a real seas fan wouldn't wanna live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East, and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You could tell the other guys are going plan a vacation. Plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King locked on, trying to get the 18th ring. The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear. Well-respected in a city, like Russell's career. It's Rain and J. Millis.
0: Welcome back. This is the Locked On Celtics podcast. We want to thank you for making us part of your daily routine. We are the Rain and Jays. I am John Corrales of Mass Live. Com, joined by Samuel Jamison Packard III for the first time in a bit, Jam, also known as Ladies Love Cool Jam, Jam, aka Young Baby which Jam. It's been a while since we've had the the multi Jam on the show. How you been? Let's let's uh, get started with this. How have
1: you been? I've You've been, been good just been uh traveling the traveling in the united states passing a uh, comprehensive criminal justice reform you know just just the usual
0: you know just changing the world for the better
1: yes shouts to the great people of nevada for passing ab 236 you're all wonderful folks
0: fantastic you you really are changing changing the world that's amazing uh so but while jam in real life changes the world, we will attack much more important matters, like re Talking about the Kawhi trade. (laughs) Kawhi Leonard trade. (laughs) then didn't happen. And addressing rumors that may or may not be true about Terry Rozier and Clint Capella and whatever. So we'll be doing that for the Monday show. Uh, Today's show brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there,
1: do that, get rewarded, which you do use, right? Yeah, Hotels.com is fantastic. You get uh, every 10 nights, you get a free night stay. It's uh, it's the preferred uh, .com bookery of uh, Jam Packard.
0: It's Jam Proof, so you got to use Hotels.com. Also, grip six belts, ultra lightweight, no holes, no flap. It's a great Father's Day gift. Go to gripsix.com. That's the number six slash lock, L O C K E, for a special offer. And of course, we always encourage you to subscribe to the show. If you're not a subscriber, use the Himalaya podcast app, free, super easy to use. Every single podcast you could want, everyone that you love, all of the locked on podcasts. Personally curated playlists made just for you by the expert Himalaya podcast tastemakers. So go subscribe to Lockdown Celtics, answer a few questions, and you'll get a curated list of podcasts that you didn't even know that you needed to listen to. Okay, let's start today by going into this whole Kawhi thing. It's the Monday show, Monday night. We will potentially crown a champion. Game six. Of the NBA Finals. uh, No, sorry. Game five of the NBA Finals. With the Warriors down 3-1. You go back to Toronto. And if Kawhi Leonard can play like Kawhi Leonard plays. They might win this series 4-1. Which even the most optimistic Raptors fan didn't pick Raptors in five. So, Kawhi is awesome. He's playing great. And now there was a report that the Celtics had some regrets about not trading for Kawhi, which is easy to have when you look at Kawhi now and you say, wow, he's going to be the finals MVP if they hold on here, and he looks awesome. But everybody wants to relitigate this. So let's, let's spend a segment here talking about this trade back when that trade was being considered Sam first of all what was your
1: thought at the time at the time it really felt like it was going to be a one-year rental and I don't think I was for giving up Jalen Brown um basically that's the thing is like whether or not you include Jalen Brown to give up Kawhi is because Kawhi's coming off a season where he played what eight games, and we had no idea whether or not he was actually healthy, and if he was healthy, if he was going to ever make a long term uh, commitment. And so at the time, I don't think I was—I I, I don't remember my exact take, but I—I I, wasn't—I wasn't like uh, super for the Kawhi trade. I don't think I was going to be like opposed to it, but it was not something like that. I thought the Celtics needed to uh, needed to do. I don't remember big regrets. Saw-
0: Right, so when you sit here now and you saw you see Kawhi, you're not sitting there thinking like, "Oh, god damn it, we could have had that guy. We should have had that guy." Which is where I think some people are trying to get themselves to. And- oh,
1: people, people are already there, and then like, I think the Kawhi thing is it, it's very much focusing on the results. Uh, but I think like even if the Raptors win, I still think there's a chance that Kawhi leaves, and then then it's the kind of like, are you willing to mortgage everything for one championship? Um, which is a whole nother question. But then it's just like, if Kevin Durant doesn't get hurt, I don't think the Raptors win this series. And so even then, like, I there's there's some luck that has definitely played into this. And all championships have luck. And maybe just getting Kawhi and putting yourself in that position to kind of to go out and like be the beneficiary of that luck is a you get like you give Masayu Jerry credit for that. But I don't know. I think it's there's a lot of things that had to fall into a place, and it feels like a, in retrospect, it's very obvious. Like, well, of course they got Kawhi, and now they're in the championship. Well, no, Kevin Durant had to get hurt. A number of different factors. They like still had to go out and get Marc Gasol. I don't think it's just as easy as like adding Kawhi may, equals automatic championship.
0: You know, that's a great point. No one brings up the Gasol thing. Getting Gasol was a big deal because having Kawhi, but having Jonas Valanciunas there. Is a big difference versus having Gasol there. So that that's a point that I haven't heard anybody make. So Ooh. there you go. Shouts shouts to Jam because that that's an excellent, excellent point here. That it's not just Kawhi, it's it's the other players, which goes to one of my points about Boston and Toronto are different teams, made up differently. There's no guarantee that. What happens in Toronto happens in Boston. Now, obviously, he's a top-five player. People might say he's a top-three player at this point. It doesn't necessarily mean, as we've seen with the Celtics this past season, just having good players around doesn't necessarily mean everything works out. Uh, Kawhi's a different animal, and he's much better than any of the other players that the Celtics have. Well, he's an emotionless
1: robot that's just dedicated and programmed towards winning, so I do think he... He is like a, a special person, but the fact he still might leave, they might win a championship and he will still leave. So, the fact that, like, I think a lot of people have this faith to be able to sell people on like the culture of the Celtics, which I have, I have some belief in too. But I feel like, and we'll probably get to this in later segments, there's a likelihood Kyrie's going to leave. And it feels like Kawhi is going to do what no matter what he wants, uh, and is going to leave, even if the Raptors win a championship. And so, like, it, for Toronto I think there's like a lot more value in selling basically everything for this last season with their contracts the way they were with Serge Ibaka with Kyle Lowry Ra- Kyle Lowry like they don't they didn't have a young core to kind of fall back on with the Celtics they're basically giving up the the chance for multiple years of contention for that one year for Toronto it makes like the risk makes all the sense in the world for the Celtics it's like why give all that up when you still could have multiple paths moving forward to a championship Plus, you already have seventeen. Like you don't need to go all in for for one year and ruin future like stability of the organization. Yeah, that's
0: the other point that I want to make is that Toronto is in such a different position that they were at that time ready to blow things up. They had just gotten embarrassed by LeBron and the Cavs again. They had gotten as far as they were going to get. They were looking at the Raptors players shitting themselves time, well, time and time Pierce. again. Like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I thought you were going to say something else, but yes, exactly. Like Paul Pierce. Uh, right. Needing a wheelchair to get back to the bathroom. But they had DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, by the way, needed a guy like Kawhi to kind of pull these good performances out of him. But they had gotten as far as they were going to go, and they were ready to blow it up. So giving up players to the Spurs, for they, that that didn't matter to them. Like, if it didn't work, the worst-case scenario is they blow it up, they start over. They were on the verge of that anyway. Boston was absolutely not on the verge of that. They were building a... They had that opportunity to trade for a star, plus also bring up these young guys. They were at the beginning of building this, what was what they hoped was a, a significant number of years of being great. And to risk all of that at the beginning for a guy that, A, was hurt, and missed an entire season, and no one knew how healthy he was, and B, had bailed on the Spurs. Who the hell bails on the Spurs and Popovich? Like, that's a huge red flag, it felt at the time anyway. Boston and other teams who were at the beginning of the good portion of their rebuild, that, that made less sense it there wasn't that feeling like he's a guaranteed top 5 guy. That was is he still a top 5 guy? What's that quad really going to be like? What's what's his personality going to be like here? So for Toronto it was a, it was like a no risk. People talk about like, "Ooh, Masai Ujiri made this risky move." No, he didn't. He made a no risk move because if it didn't work it's like, "Fine, fuck it. It's over." Like, trade Lowry, trade whatever, build around Siakam, and you move forward with the next phase. So, it made much more sense for the Raptors. And I just, I I don't want it to look like Masai Ujiri took a huge risk that other GMs weren't willing to take. It wasn't the same risk for him as it was not just Boston, but for other teams that might have been involved too.
1: And the other thing I think is interesting is like the the if you had to assess the biggest Celtics problem this year, it was that multiple personalities, and like and a lot of the talent did not work well together. And so you're going to uh, add Kawhi Leonard into the mix with, or I guess Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, and Kyrie Irving. Like the, I just, I just don't see the chemistry like being there to to work out. Like Jalen Brown had a lot of struggles this year just trying to fit in. Um, I don't know. I I did mention that Kawhi is a a robot programmed to win and doesn't seem like he cares about those things, but I don't know how all of those things would have worked out. And so, I mean, I thought it was, was, it's a great trade for uh, the Raptors, you know, because they're, because it works, but um, I think you have to compare circumstances for every single team. And clearly I just don't think it was like, just because they made the finals doesn't mean that Kawhi would have made the finals on every other situation.
0: No, that's true. Uh, I do think that Kawhi, his just extreme robotic nature would have been welcome. Board I think in that locker paid. room, like, <laughs> the best is the made up Apple story that everyone is very willing to believe that you see that the the, the red apple story.
1: I did not, so I'm I'm ready to believe it. Please tell. So there's
0: there's this there's this uh, excerpt from something that it's allegedly an excerpt from something that somebody just made up, and it it basically said like Kawhi when he was with the Spurs had this affinity for red apples that was so extreme that at a team dinner when the waiter came around to him he waved the waiter off. Pulled out a bag of a dozen red apples and ate them all with a fork and knife, which <laughs> feels like something that he could actually do. And and you no, know, the best part, the best part is that Pop asked him like, "What are you doing?" And he said, "Apple
1: time, apple time." <laughs> That's canon now. That that absolutely happened. Right. I, it's oh man. fake. Fork in the apple. That's hilarious.
0: The idea the idea is just so fantastic that I I want that to be true. And and people that's for with Kawhi, people believe that shit. Like that they think that's just okay, yeah. That that makes total sense with Kawhi. And I think a lot of the things, the extraneous shit that was going on that people were worried about in the Celtics locker room, like Kawhi would just be like Nah, that doesn't matter. And just that's it. Brush it off. And you there's no that's the end of the conversation. There's no hemming and hawing. There's no people complaining. It's just this doesn't matter. And Kawhi's level, like, I don't know. It would have been interesting to, to have Kawhi's robotic, extreme robotic personality versus Kyrie's extreme, like weird personality, just butting heads. Because I think Kawhi's personality just takes over the entire thing. Oh, I see.
1: I feel like Kyrie's takes over. I feel like they would exactly,
0: exactly. But but there would be no doubt that Kawhi would be the guy that was like taking over. Like I feel like Kawhi is obviously the better player, so he would have. I don't know. It's it's very. Very interesting. And maybe they would have butted heads. Maybe it never would have worked. Maybe that's just one of those things that never would have worked. Or Kawhi's personality would have just so engulfed everything that Kyrie would have just kind of fallen in line. But I also don't see Kyrie as a quote unquote fall in line kind of guy. Or maybe they would have just complimented each other. But they just I don't know. It's we'll never know. So point there is It could have worked, it might not have worked. It worked in Toronto because they needed a guy like that. Kyle Lowry was very willing to just fall in line. You know what I mean? Like He was very willing to like, oh, playoff pressure? Go ahead. Somebody else take the shot. And then once that pressure was off of him, then Lowry became a much better player. But um, So my whole point of all of this is, it worked great for Toronto, but it was no risk, really. They weren't, they weren't gonna blow anything up that wasn't already gonna be blown up. Uh, in retrospect, yeah, Boston should have made the trade. It's easy to sit there and say now you should have made the trade because look, he's he's healthy and he's leading. He's uh, potential Finals MVP. In that moment, I understand not making that trade, especially like we haven't mentioned that Anthony Davis was the guy. And after you make the move for Kyrie, you say, okay, I've got these assets. Davis is my guy. We're going to make the trade for Anthony Davis. That's my next play. So you can, it's easier to pass up on Kawhi when you can tell, when you know that Anthony Davis is going to be in play. It's very difficult to pass on Kawhi when there's no future star. So, that's another thing that you have to consider when it comes to making that decision. In that moment, Ainge is like, I'm all in on, on Anthony Davis. I'm not going to detour and go to Kawhi. In that moment, that makes sense.
1: I agree. I concur.
0: Okay. So with that, we will move on to some of the rumors the that are floating out there. How How accurate they are, we'll figure out, I guess, in a few weeks. But We'll talk about them when we come back
2: here on the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. NFL teams making bold final moves before the start of the season. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Lockdown Podcast Network.
0: With about 20 days left to go before free agency officially hits. So you got just about three weeks of rumors are flying. Just everybody's got a rumor. Anybody who's got any kind of source, legitimate, not legitimate, whatever, everybody's got something to say. And and as far as the Celtics are concerned, they're going to be involved in a lot of things. But one thing that kind of got a bunch of reaction on Sunday was that the Celtics are talking to Terry Rozier or getting gauging interest, having some sort of conversations about what his contract might be. And I I just want to address that to say, of course, they're going to be talking to Terry Rozier because any front office worth a shit is going to be talking to the players that they have under their control which Terry Rozier is still under their control as a restricted free agent. So they can talk to his agent. There's no limitations to talking to your own people and their agents. So of course, they're going to talk to him and figure out what kind of contract he'd be looking for, because there are scenarios in which Terry Rozier might return, which we've laid out. I wrote about it on MassLive.com. possibilities that if, Kyrie Irving leaves that increases the possibility of Terry Rozier coming back, especially if Kyrie leaves and they still trade for Anthony Davis anyway, there might be no other option for the Celtics better than bringing Rozier back because he's better than a lot of the point guard options in that in that range like maybe you can bring back you can you can sign a Darren Collison maybe you're signing Corey Joseph and maybe to you listening you're thinking yeah that's better okay fine but the Celtics may not see it that way and we've spent all season talking about starter Terry you get starter Terry back on a contract that's somewhere around 14 million dollars even if it's for one season, and then he goes on the trade block next summer. There's a possibility that Terry Rozier can come back here soon.
1: Uh, yeah. And it's, I think to me, it really has to do with like cap flexibility. If Kyrie doesn't re sign, the Celtics just don't have a lot of options. Uh, and in terms of, it's much easier to sign your own free agent than bring in another guy. And so, um, I think it's a good point. I, it, like, if you don't sign Kyrie, then you have to make this decision about Anthony Davis and whether or not you want to risk putting someone like Smart and Tatum in the deal for which I think is like what would need to happen, and uh, you have to risk about AD could do the same thing and just play one year and leave. Um, but if that happens, yeah, then I think you have to bring back Terry here. I think there's could be a scenario where. You Kyrie leaves and you let Terry walk as well. Say he gets some offer that you just don't want to match, and you roll into the season with Marcus Smart as your starting point guard. But right now, they are they're gonna need someone to play point guard. And if Marcus Smart's potentially on the trade block and Kyrie Irving's not coming back, I mean, I I personally like Terry Rozier much better than Darren Collison and Corey Joseph. I like the idea of Terry Rozier starting. Um, that fourteen million number sounds uh, reasonable. And so, of course, they're having conversations with him because there's like there there has to be an option there. Uh, it's just much easier to sign your own guys than go out and sign like someone with um, upside and uh, as much talent as Teriosio just in the free agent market.
0: We broke down top ten by position free agents this summer on Mass Live, and here are the point guards that we came up with. Kyrie is number one. Kemba is number two. So, Kyrie, if you don't bring back Kyrie, you still you don't have enough cap space to sign Kemba. D'Angelo Russell's number three. He's a restricted free agent. People are talking about sign and trades. You, you're not going to sign and trade D'Angelo Russell because D'Angelo Russell is going to be looking for a max or near max contract, and you're just not going to be able to get. Your, first of all, what are you going to give up to get D'Angelo Russell? Like,
1: Unless you I'm not, do a double sign and trade with Kyrie. I
0: guess. I guess you could do that, but that. That opens up – actually, that opens up base year compensation stuff. So for Kyrie, if you sign and trade Kyrie, he becomes a base year compensation guy because he's going to get a raise of more than 20% in order to to facilitate a sign and trade, which means his outgoing salary is going to be half of – it's going to be half of what he makes or his previous year's salary, the greater of the two. So it'll be his previous year's salary of like 21 million. So if D'Angelo Russell is okay with making 21 million, then that would work from the Celtic side. However, D'Angelo Russell in the sign and trade, there would also be a base year compensation guy for them and and you can you can this becomes a salary matching thing this is complicated i'm sorry if i'm confusing people but for them because he's on his rookie contract whatever they sign him to say they do sign him to 21 million okay the Celtics from the Celtics side they could take in 21 million that's fine but from the, the net side, they could only take in half of his salary because of base year compensation rules. So he could only make they, – they could only take back um, – what's that? $10.5 uh, So a double sign and trade doesn't work. Like, huh.
1: Well, good CBA, thing. I hadn't thought about it at yeah. all. I just threw it out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. CBA rules, uh, working through them in my head – that would be that would be very impossible to pull off. Um, well, not very impossible, but there would have to be other players involved. It would be it would be complicated. Um, they couldn't do it that way. So I don't see a scenario where D'Angelo Russell could be signed and trade to Boston. Uh, we have Brogdon fourth on our list, and he's probably going to stay in Milwaukee. Goran Drogic is not he's Uh-oh. fifth. Our- he's not he's not giving up 19 million dollars um, and the Celtics aren't going to trade for that patrick beverly i like that option and ricky rubio's on this list that's not a bad option what are you paying them are you going to use your full mid level in that situation because you got to give those guys taxpayer mid level is 5.7 full mid level is 9 million if you use the full mid level you're hard capped at 138 million and I don't think the Celtics want to use that full mid-level because they don't want to be hard-capped. So that makes it very difficult. Now, that brings us to Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier, a restricted free agent. The Celtics have his bird rights. You can sign him to whatever you want. There's no restriction. It doesn't hard-cap you. It doesn't do anything. That's why he becomes much more likely. You get to Darren Collison and Corey Joseph. If that's If that floats your boat, fine. But the salary cap machinations... Make it so, Terry Rozier could come back here and make that fourteen million. and and, like I said, maybe you trade him or whatever, but it's not as simple as, oh God, there I want this other guy. It's just not that simple. Can't get Kemba. Like Rozier as a starting point guard option is probably likely
1: if Kyrie
0: leaves. It's just
1: how it is. Now, do you think Shane Larkin will take the taxpayer mid-level because that guy was a hustler?
0: I think. Well, Shane Larkin, if he wants to come back, could come back on a veteran minimum deal. Um, if well, he there wants- you go,
1: you just get Shane Larkin and Brad Wanamaker, and you grit and you grind your way out to thirty-two <laughs> <few> wins.
0: <laughs> that. That could be a way to do it. That's entirely possible. <laughs> but that's those are your those are your non-Terry Rozier options. I hate to be the guy that tells you that Terry Rozier could very likely come back, even after he ethered the Celtics on ESPN. But
1: yeah, that's, but that's just the funny looking of back at it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Danny Ainge answered the question like he's like, yeah, you know, you kind of wish some people didn't handle the media a certain way, but whatever it is what it is like you have to have a thick skin in the nba and and really danny ainge and brad stevens probably even if they're pissed it's like
1: well they got a yeah, soft spot they hard for terry rozier because of, especially danny ainge they're best friends
0: ainge loves rozier my god he loves rozier so um so yeah it's possible that rozier is going to come back Other rumors floating around. We'll talk about those after the break here on the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Another rumor floating around the interwebs that the Celtics are talking to the Houston Rockets. Uh, The Houston Rockets are in this weird place. They have a new owner. That new owner seems to be a little bit more cost conscious. They are shopping. Everybody. Not James Harden. They've played a little bit of hardball. With even Mike D'Antoni. And his extension. Which originally wasn't happening. And then now it seems like it might happen. They've gotten rid of a lot of his assistants. Just without. Without his own. Input. They just gotten rid of guys so it seems like there are players available and the celtics may have an interest in some of those guys the question is who who did the celtics get on the houston rockets and part of the problem is the same problem the celtics have when considering trade options for some of their young players they have marcus smart and his 12 million dollars salary, and then they have a bunch of really good young players they have Tatum and Brown who are making six or seven million and that like that's about it like they don't have other guys in that five million range they they just kind of have the younger guys who are making a couple million they have these two really good players who are in the six or seven million range they have smarts 12 million 12 and a half to be able to match a big salary and the only other option they have is really Hayward and Horford in, in kind of weird scenarios where maybe you decide to trade Hayward or maybe Horford opts in or renegotiates in a sign and trade. Um, that would, those would be the only scenario. So the Rockets just for the sake of letting everybody know here the guys who who they have that are supposedly on the table starts with Chris Paul, who makes 38 million.
1: Hell no.
0: Yeah. Clint Capella, who makes 16.3, 16.4 million. Basically Eric Gordon, who makes 14 million PJ Tucker, who makes 8.3. And then that's about
1: it. See all of those guys just sound, I think PJ Tucker is, uh, I've always liked PJ Tucker. I was a, I was an advocate of the Celtics trading for PJ Tucker when he was on the block, I think two or three years ago. I just like his toughness. Uh, I like his cool outfits. I just think he's like a kind of the, he's in the the mold of smart where he's just a all effort kind of guy. And I think his money makes the most sense, but I just like, I just don't see any reason why the Celtics would try to package two guys together, to try to get Capella. I just don't think he's that much of an difference maker. I do like Eric Gordon's shooting ability. Um, I do look like like also he looks like a bowling ball and that's entertaining, but <laughs> at that number, it's just it just doesn't make sense. None of there's no obvious deal here. I get that they're on the block and I get that the Celtics will probably have conversations about it, but with the money situation as you mentioned, like I don't see why the Celtics would give up Smart and another guy to get Eric Gordon no. or PJ or, or uh uh Clint Capella just why give up talent for not like yeah those guys are talented but it's does the celtics team get that much better i just i don't see where it where it lines up
0: no it doesn't uh the the only way it makes now you can probably build out a three-team deal that could work
1: i would Uh, love pj tucker playing the mook role like that would be that would be perfect. But if, if so, if there's a three team deal that can work out and it like ends up with a PJ Tucker and you don't have to give up any of your like main rotation guys, it's you give up kind of, I guess, draft picks or uh, O'Jale or um, I don't know, Time Lord or something like that. I would love to see PJ Tucker be on the team, but other than that, I just don't, I don't see where it's coming from.
0: Yeah, I, I don't either. Now, there, there's the one thing the Celtics could do. It's damn near impossible to pull off. I did this in the lockdown mock draft. I pulled a trade with the Phoenix Suns where it's a sign and trade for Terry Rozier. Again, base your compensation rules. But if Terry Rozier is expected to get 14 to $15 million, if the Celtics are talking to Rozier and his representatives, about how much money that they are looking for, and if they're looking for something in that fourteen to fifteen million dollar range, Danny Ainge could slyly behind the scenes talk to other teams and say, "Hey, we've got Terry Rozier who wants to make this money. And if you're willing to give him three years, forty-five million, starting at like fourteen million or so, he he could be your point guard." Again, base-year compensation. He would become a base-year compensation guy. So what the Celtics could only, could take back is only half of what his contract is worth. But P.J. Tucker would fall into that. Now, I don't think Rozier would want
1: to go to the Rockets. And back but, up Chris Paul? No, that just doesn't, yeah, doesn't no, make he sense. He wouldn't want to do
0: that. But the deal that I pulled off in, in the mock draft was uh, the Phoenix Suns wanted to just get rid of Josh Jackson and he makes 7 million. So we pull up, so i say, if you want Terry Rozier, you can get I can give it to him get, give him to you on in this sign and trade scenario which works. Um
1: I maybe don't Josh think- Jackson goes to Houston and Houston sends us PJ Tucker but if, then if you're Houston why are you why are you exchanging PJ Tucker for Josh Jackson? Well,
0: the the only thing that Jackson could provide is uh, you say under a, a new regime and why I thought bringing him to Boston would be a worthwhile risk in that scenario. I'd already made the Anthony Davis trade. Uh, and so I was assuming Kyrie would come back with Anthony Davis. you take a flyer on Jackson kind of growing up in that scenario with Brad and, and Danny and stability and, and star players to keep him in check? um he's on a rookie contract the the 19 20, 21 season is a team option so you, it's only a one year flyer you can cut you don't have to pick up that option afterwards and if you're giving up rosier in that scenario if you're not signing rosier it doesn't it's it's a no risk thing anyway but um if, if there's a third team that wants to take Rozier in that scenario then the Celtics can't take back a seven or eight million dollar player now it doesn't have to be Jackson we can scan and I'm not going to right now but you can scan the league for a seven million dollar player eight million dollar player that the Rockets might want instead the only other way to make something work with these two teams is if Horford says I'm out if you don't get Anthony Davis, if you don't get Kyrie, and and Horford's like I'm out of here, and you say all right, fine, opt into your deal, we're gonna trade you and your thirty million to the Houston Rockets, and they can give us Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, and like whatever, some of these other non guarantees or whatever, Nene who can sit on the bench, you, you can you can get or you get clint capella instead and pj tucker and al horford kind of slides into that role i don't know there's it's none of this sounds like it would work for both teams it feels like it's one-sided one way or the other but that's that's the only way which is to say i, I don't believe i don't put a lot of stock in this rockets rumor
1: no it's bunk it's kerfuffle i don't like it Kerfuffle.
0: <laughs> um. So that's it. This rumor season. So we'll, it's every show will be like some kind of rumor. Who knows? All right. That'll be, that'll do it. We want to thank our sponsors for today's show Grip Six Belts, Ultra Light, no holes, no flap. Looks great, feels great. Great Father's Day gift. Go to grip six, the number six dot com slash lock, L O C K E, for a special offer. Also, Hotels.com, don't hate like your friend's trip, book your own with Hotels.com. Get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. All of you new listeners, if this is your first time listening, please download the new Himalaya podcast app and subscribe to the Lockdown Celtic show there. It's free, it's easy to use. All of our podcasts are on there. You have uh, the ability to make playlists, podcast playlists that you can share build a playlist of our shows and share it with your friends and say here here are the, the podcast, the Lockdown Celtics podcast that I like, you can do that through the Himalaya podcast app and we encourage sharing, rating giving us five stars giving us a good review for all of you regular listeners, please do that as well share the podcast, tell everybody to listen to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network Yeah, Corralis,
1: Packet and Jake King